All right, welcome back to a bonus episode of the Blasters and Blades podcast. So, hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans, time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just three nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies, a place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. So without further ado, let me tell you what we're doing right now. We're getting ready to uh, release some of the archive that we found from when we were the sci-fi shenanigans. Uh, we're going to get those up there for, for the posts that were brought down. We thought you might enjoy them. Um, and so without further ado, let us uh, let us roll that beautiful... Oh, wait, they're going to sue me. Play it. Hey, all you crazy sci-fi fans. Time for your daily dose of insanity. Over here at the Sci-Fi Shenanigans Podcast with your hosts, Jared Handley and me, Chris Winder. Just two nerdy veterans geeking out over a science fiction passion. A place where the sky's the limit, space is the place, and nerds run the world. Without further ado. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Sci-Fi Shenanigans Podcast. Today we are going to do something a little different. This is going to be a mad minute sort of interview. We are interviewing all of the um, authors that contributed to the Backblast Area Clear Military Science Fiction Anthology. And today on deck we have author uh, Josh Hayes and our partner with the Keystroke Medium. So let's welcome Josh Hayes. Woohoo! Yay! All right. Hey. So... Yeah, normally I have Chris uh, doing the cheering, but we wanted to get these out so quickly that I scheduled them so I could get them in as quickly as possible, and then he's going to um, spend his lunch breaks editing them so we can throw them out you know, one day after another just to get these out there. Oh, yeah. But, cool. uh, let, let me read your introduction. Uh, in case you didn't know, he was guest number one, episode number two. So I'll throw that in the show notes so you can give it a listen. Um, ever since Josh Hayes watched his first Star Trek episode, the new Next Generation, not the original, um, he loved science fiction, watching it, reading it, and writing it. He grew up a military brat, affording him the opportunity to meet several different types of people in multiple states and foreign countries. After graduating high school, he joined the United States Air Force and served for six years before leaving military life to work in law enforcement. His experiences in both his military life and police life have given him unique glimpses into the lives of people around him, and it shows through in the characters he creates. Uh, when he's not writing, he spends his time with his 12 children and his poor wife, Jamie. Did we get anything <laughs> wrong? True. No, you're absolutely spot on. <laughs> well, you know, um, Jason Onspock said he was going to go for a kid per book, and so I figured, you know, you're getting up there. You're going to have to start your own baseball team. Oh, yeah. No, no more are coming. So we've got almost a basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this, the second part of the introduction, dear listeners, how I first found them. So I actually found Josh through the Keystroke Medium's YouTube channel. I was uh, browsing through for writerly stuff, stumbled upon um, his group when they were doing the Explorations Through the Wormhole anthology series uh, interviews. They were a lot of fun. Um, and so I sort of started stalking him, you know, as you do. Um, we got a few, yeah. we got a few restraining orders. Those expired, so we were able to become friends. Um, and the Keystroke Medium people were extremely supportive. And so when we started our podcast, they were a lot of help to us. Uh, he co-hosts that with uh, with Scott Moon, another great guy who we're going to be interviewing here soon. Um, so here we are. That's how I found him, uh, stalking him. You know, as you do. Uh, all right, so let's get on with it. I promised them a quick interview about these uh, short stories, so short interviews. So what was your story called? 
my story for the anthology was called A Prelude to Valor. And it's um it's uh it was originally actually planned to be uh kind of a reader magnet. Maybe it still will be in the future, but uh for my uh, Edge of Valor series that I'm working on right now. All right. So um what is a basic synopsis of this short story? Like obviously you want them to still read it, so don't give them everything, but your elevator pitch, if you would. Uh, yeah. So, um, like I said, it was going to be a reader magnet. And so the main character, Jackson Fisher is also the main character in, uh, my edge of valor novels. And this play, this takes place, uh, like some, somewhere between 15 and 20 years before, uh, edge of valor takes place. And it is, um, basically just an introduction to the world and the universe that uh, Edge of Valor will be in, and uh, an, introduce, an introduction to uh, Fisher, um, and kind of give uh, give a little bit of his backstory and a little bit of his um, kind of origin story and how he kind of um, becomes the Jackson Fisher of the uh, Edge of Valor novels. Okay, so what was the inspiration for this short story? Normally, af- we ask if it was something like psychedelics, but you're a police officer, and I understand they frown on you being um, pertaining in such substances. So, uh, what was yeah, the inspiration? Yeah. Uh, you know, I had to I had to come up with a an event that would um, push Fisher in a certain direction. Um, there, I I needed him to be at a certain place. Um, to take on his role in uh, Edge of Valor, and I needed to to um, give him uh, a, a basis of knowledge uh, in those novels. And so uh, this short story kind of came out of a need for all of that. Um, instead of dumping all of it into either info dump or... Um, backstory in the novel i just decided to go ahead and and put it in a short story uh and that way i mean it's it's um so it's it's not not quite necessary information to have to to know anything about fisher but it will definitely um kind of expand on that and 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 you can see kind of that there it it develops uh, connections between characters that are in the novels, um, and and you learn um, how he meets um, some of his uh, best friends, and then also some of his worst uh, rivals. You you learn all of that in this story. All right. So the next question was whether this fits in a larger universe or stands alone, which you just answered for us. So instead, could you give us a little bit of a, a synopsis, the the elevator pitch, if you would, for the larger universe? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So Edge of Valor is uh, the novel I'm currently working on. It's going to be published with uh, Athon Books, hopefully in uh, January or early February. Um, it is uh, going to be the first in a trilogy um, th- that I tentatively call the Cardinal, Cardinal Agenda. Um, and basically, uh, that is a military sci-fi universe, um, but but kind of in a realm of uh, a Jack Ryan-ish um, story, uh, taking kind of uh, that moniker from Tom Clancy's books, 
um, where if you've read like the Humphrey October, it is definitely a military fiction book. Um, but the main character is not in the military and, um, you, you have, you have, uh, points of view that are from different military characters, but the main, uh, and protagonist is not in the military, even though he was, he's a veteran. Um, so, uh, edge of valor deals with, um, a mission that has gone wrong. And Jackson is an investigator um, trying to uncover the mystery of what happened on that mission. Um, And uh, during his uh, investigation, um, things go awry as they do and um, ruckus and mayhem ensue. And so um, the, the interesting thing that I like to tell people about this story is if you've seen Black Hawk Down, and you've seen Courage Under Fire, which are both um, uh, military war movies. Um, uh, both came out eh, kind of in the 90s. Um, one stars Denzel Washington and, um, oh, what is the girl's name? Now I can't think of her name. Meg Ryan um, in Courage Under Fire, where Denzel Washington is investigating um, the events surrounding a uh, posthumous Medal of Honor for um, her, the helicopter pilot, um, her character. And um, so it kind of delves, he, he's doing these interviews with the survivors of this mission and um, learns the truth about kind of the horrible circumstances involved in, in what happened on that mission. And then Black Hawk Down is just a very real, uh, visceral um experience that you would have of what happened in, in, uh, Mogadishu, um, when their, uh, helicopter, a couple, uh, Rangers, that helicopter got shot down. Um, and then, uh, their, their, um, experiences trying to make it through that city and, and survive, um, when, when hundreds and hundreds of, uh, enemy, uh, forces are kind of just enveloping them and, and holding them pinned down. And, and so basically the, Edge of Valor takes both of those ideas and um, brings them into a futuristic military science fiction universe and tells the story of what happened on that mission. And um, when we when we go into that story, there's a, a whole bunch of lies and embellishments that happen, and uh, it, it's a fun story. All right. So you said that the first book in the series, uh, Edge of Valor, is going to be military science fiction. But is the rest of the universe as well? All three books in the trilogy will fall under the MIL-SF subgenre? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they probably won't follow the same structure. Um, the first the first uh, novel, Edge of Valor, is kind of an, an odd structure for the genre where um, predominantly through the main character's point of view, it is a third person limited uh, presentation. And then when we go to interview the survivors of the mission, it becomes a first person unreliable uh, narrator. And so um, when you're learning about the, the firsthand accounts of these survivors of this mission, um, you very quickly come to realize that they're um, embellishing certain parts, uh, but they're also lying about certain parts. And so um, you get to kind of experience and, and, and learn why they are lying and, and what happened on that mission through the, the investigators questioning of those people. All right. So again, this is a clearly a military science fiction anthology. I said so in the title. So what is it about that subgenre that appeals to you? 
You know, I, I've loved military science fiction since I started reading science fiction. Um, David Weber is probably one of my number one uh, favorite uh, military science fiction um, series, long-running series. Honor Harrington and and the Honorverse are, are just some some really really great books. Um, the you know, the, there's some really neat things happening in, in mill sci-fi right now. Um, you know, you've got the, the edge, the galaxy's edge universe is happening. You've got, um, uh, uh, Richard Fox, the Amber war that's happening. You've got, uh, Michael Cooper and his, um, uh, now why can I out? Is it outpost series? No, that's not right. Uh, 14 series. Yeah. Out system. Yeah. Um, and you've got so, and you've got like Jonathan Yanez, you've got, uh, Jeff Cheney, Scott Moon, like all these people that I know that write, uh, military science fiction. And there's just a, an enormous reader base for it. Um, and it, it's one of the funnest to read and, and one of the, the most intriguing and challenging to write because, uh, a lot of genres have a lot of, um, leeway. Um, like for instance, space opera, you could pretty much do whatever the hell you want in space opera. Um, in military science fiction, if you get it wrong, people will let you know that you get it wrong. And it's very hard to come back off of um, doing something wrong in mill sci-fi. Whereas it's space opera. I mean, you could do whatever you want and people will forgive it because it, that is the genre of space opera. So uh, I like the challenge of, of making it uh, realistic, uh, keeping the, uh, the military uh, tactics and, and the way, um, military members talk and I was in the military too. So I like to kind of, uh, keep that, that flavor of the, that, uh, environment in the stories. The good news is while they can be harsh, if they don't like it, when they love it, they're rabid fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are just look what the fans of David Weber did with their own. They created their own uh, TRMN universe, like uniforms. They go, they have ship meetings. I mean, it's, it's a whole thing. Like they got nothing. Elk Club has nothing on them, <laughs> and they yeah, and they do I mean, lots they of have, good work too. Like they do a lot of charity and no, they yeah, and they they absolutely do. And and they've got you know, like you said, they have an entire con that is just specifically honor con. That is you know, if I create a series and somebody wants to have a con in my honor, like I that's that's you've know you've know you've uh, you've reached a certain level at that point. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So speak, uh, speaking of military science fiction, your bio mentions that you served in the air force. So how do you feel like your time in uniform affected this specific story that you're telling? I think that really what my time in the military really brings to the story is just some authentic authenticity um, that you don't necessarily don't get from from authors that write military sci-fi that have never been in the military. Um, but usually you can tell when somebody's writing mill sci-fi and has not been in the military or has not done their research. Um, I say that with Tom Clancy in mind, who is one of the foremost uh, or was, sorry, was one of the, the foremost military science fiction or military fiction authors rather. Um, and he never served a day in his life. He just did a lot of research. Um, and so I think, um, me being in the air force, uh, I, a lot of the, you know, how enlisted interacts with officers and how, uh, uh, officers, um, like to do things. And then the enlisted just kind of roll their eyes and they're like, yeah, okay, we'll do whatever you want. LT fine. And, um, you know, you, you get some of those things that, that happen to the military that 
don't normally get presented in like a, a mainstream way, you know? And, uh, so, so that helps a lot. And also, uh, I was, um, security forces in the air force. I'm also, a um, in the, in law enforcement and, and in my civilian career. And, um, so Jackson's, uh, his job as an investigator and even the story, he's not an investigator. He's a, he's a sensor tech, uh, but he, he, he finds himself in a situation where, um, he uses his innate, uh, uh, investigative skills to, um, kind of solve some of the issues that they have going on and that, that propels him further through his career. And, and so I think I take a lot of that, uh, you know, I, I wasn't technically an investigator when I was in the air force, but, uh, and I'm not a detective either, but I still have those innate skills where you're, you're asking questions and you're, and you're reading through people's body language and you're, and you're hearing, what they're saying, but you're also, um, hearing what they're not saying and, and being able to pull those things apart. So I think I'll, I can put a lot of that into Fisher's character and, and make him give him a, a true authenticity for what good answer. Is. All right. So the, uh, the, the best line from the Tom Clancy and Richard Fox reminded me of this one is when they asked him how he wrote such believable military stuff. Cause he never served. His answer was, I have a library card. You, you can, you can do some of <laughs> right. it with research. Absolutely. And that's what most that's people true. don't realize that if you can understand sports, that's a long way towards getting the military. Cause little known fact, most, uh, most sports started as training regimes for, for warriors, even golf. Although I don't understand how, how anybody yep. could find that a useful skill, yep. but I digress. I'm going to get hate mail now. I know it. How could you yeah. not like golf? <laughs> um, all right. So the last question before we wrap this up, which I thought would be fun, is given that you write military science fiction, which military unit from any science fiction franchise would you want to serve in and why? From any science fiction franchise and why? Oh, my God. That's tough. I'm yeah, I know. I threw this in at the last moment, so he didn't get to prepare for this one, people. I'm, I'm certainly biased towards a couple, right? Like, uh, I, I, right. Write, I write a couple. Uh, I actually have written three of these type units in the last uh, year and a half, so I'm biased now, and I don't know which one of the three. I, uh, you know, at some at some part of me wants to say uh, the Legionnaires from uh, Galaxy's Edge, but then another part of me wants to say the Pathfinders from my Terra Nova books with Richard Fox, because both of them have a certain kind of uh, aspect to them that I find intriguing. I think, though, probably I'd have to go with the Pathfinders because they, as a unit, um, are a little bit more specialized. Um, they don't have to deal with the bureaucracy of the house of reason and having, uh, having the, uh, unfortunate circumstance of having a point, uh, in charge of their, uh, <laughs> unit. Um, uh, most of the pathfinders that you will find in leadership positions are, are actually good leaders <laughs> and have actually, uh, <laughs> served, uh, and done, uh, done good work. So I'd have to say the pathfinders definitely from, uh, Terra Nova and the Ember War. I would actually say that that's probably the worst answer. And the reason is this, and I've asked this question once before. And I asked, uh, when I, when I interviewed, uh, J.R. Castle and I'd said that the worst unit to be a military serve under would be Richard Fox's in reverse universe. Cause he's a little bit of a jerk to his characters. And oh, there's wait, no guarantee you're going to come out alive. Did you say best or worst? 
the the best. And oh. I, I'm saying Richards would be the worst because you'd most likely die because he's a jerk to his characters. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that is true. That, that is true. Well, see, he the Pathfinders are mine. Like my unit is uh, he hasn't done any really anything with his with the Pathfinders uh, except off screen for his books. He usually puts all his armor and Terran Strike Marines in harm's way. So, so that might be like a pocket of, of survivability in yeah. his otherwise death-defying universe. Yeah, All right, you're going to be in the Emberverse. Definitely join the Pathfinders. You, you'll have better luck there. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so josh as we uh wrap this show up because we did promise them a mad minute uh can you tell listeners how they can find you uh yeah absolutely i've got a facebook page uh just search josh hayes uh writer um i am on facebook just under josh hayes uh my website's josh hayes i also run uh keystroke medium and that's pretty much where I spend most of my time if I'm on Facebook. So uh, just you can Google or Facebook search Keystroke Medium. Um, and we're the only one out there. Um, we're the top on Google searches and we're the only one on Facebook. So you find us there. That's where I'm most likely going to be hanging out at. All right. And dear listener, you can find us as always on our website, www.sfshenanigans.com, our Twitter at SFS underscore show, our email podcast at sfshenanigans.com, and our Facebook group, facebook.com backslash groups backslash sfshenanigans. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For Chris Winder, I'm J.R. Hanley, and this was the Sci-Fi Shenanigans Podcast. We'll be back next week at the same time where we'll indulge our love of space and all things that go boom. All right. Thank you for sticking with us through that uh, archived episode that was in the... uh, in the digital memory hole that we found. We thought you'd enjoy it. So thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For Nick Garber and Doc Seska, I am J.R. Hanley, and this was the archive for the Blasters and Blades podcast. We'll be back at our regular scheduled time where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture, cheesy jokes, and all things that go boom.